The last few weeks, we have been in the midst of a series that we've simply entitled Carols. It's, but it was cool. I was talking about somebody out in the atrium earlier. I said, oh, I love this series. You're just going through these, these songs that have become so well known, but, but sometimes we lose the real meaning behind the lyrics. I get, I get lost in the lyrics sometimes, or I forget the lyrics. I, I'm, I mean, I know some of you, you like sing, start singing these carols like, September, right? You've, you've been, you had your Christmas tree up, the lights were up, you know, at the end of August, whatever. I don't know. That's not me. So I sometimes I mess up the songs. And so as we continue in the series, I thought maybe you could help me finish the lyric, okay? Little game of finish the lyric. Silent night, holy night. Okay, yeah, you guys are good. All is calm, all is bright. How about this one? Joy to the world, the Lord has come. I hear some kids chiming in. Yeah, they're on it. Let earth receive her king. I love it, guys. How about this one? Come and behold him. You guys are good. Port Clinton campus is taking the lead. I mean, Norwalk and Sandusky ain't got nothing on you guys, let me tell you. All right, how about this one? That hath made heaven and earth of naught. <laughs> I got you, didn't I? And with his blood, mankind has bought now, this lyric comes from a song that we actually just sang, the first Noel. Perhaps it's a less-known stanza, but what rich words and truths. So the song that we want to look at this weekend, the carol that we want to explore a little bit more is the first Noel. Now, let me tell you about my first Noel, um, Elena Noel Nielsen. This is our oldest daughter. Lainey was born on December 27th, 1999. You know what else was happening about then? Uh, Y2K. Like, we, didn't, we thought the world was going to end, right? Like, we, we were just like, okay, I hope she comes before the end of the world or before, like, the computer world crashes and uh, we can't keep time anymore, all these things. Well, Lainey was born just two days after Christmas, and so when we were thinking about names, Lisa, my wife, said, how about Noel as her middle name? I'm like, oh, that sounds good. I mean, it just kind of rolls off the tongue, Elena Noel. Isn't, isn't it pretty? It is. Epic dad fail, though. I mean, literally until a couple weeks ago when I started studying for this message about the first Noel, I didn't know what the word Noel meant. <laughs> Do you? I, I, I mean, that's terrible. Like, I am a horrible dad. Like, you know, people like understand and know that like the rich meaning and heritage behind their children's name, but her middle name, I just, I just knew it was associated with Christmas and it sounded pretty. And so I was good with it. So when, when I started thinking about this carol, the first Noel, I had to, uh, oh yeah, there she is, 20 years old now. Isn't that crazy? Like 20 years old. She, she grew up. Um, I went to our friends at Wikipedia to, to discover kind of some of the roots of this, of this beautiful carol and to find the real meaning of the word Noel. Now, the first Noel can be written or said in a number of different ways. It was an English Christmas carol of Cornish heritage. And its current form was first published in Carol's Ancient and Modern in 1823. I mean, this is some old tradition, historic kind of stuff. And then in Gilbert Sandy's Carol's in 1833. Now, the word Noel, okay, it's an English word, Noel, I guess is how you'd say it. It's from the French word Noel, right? Uh, oui, oui. Uh, 
It's from the French word Noel, which actually means Christmas. So Noel literally means Christmas. So when we sing the first Noel, we're singing about that first Christmas. Now that, that uh, Latin word actually, uh, uh, it comes from this Latin word natalis, which means birth. So doesn't it all kind of like make sense now? Like when we sing the first Noel, we're singing about the birth of Christ and we're singing about the first Christmas. And when it applies to our own daughter, it makes even more sense because she was our firstborn, the first birth in our family, and she was born just after Christmas time. Now, there's some rich lyrics that we, we did sing earlier. And the first stanza simply says, The first Noel the angels did say was to certain poor shepherds in fields as they laid. We're going to talk more about that. But this, this picture and this lyric comes from the original first Noel, the original first Christmas and that account is recorded in the Gospel of Luke, uh, chapter 2. And I'd like to just read it for us, and you can follow along on the screens. And I'll read it out loud, and then I'd like us to note three significant things from the first Christmas, the first Noel. It says, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angels reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. This was the first Noel. And it says, When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And they hurried to the village, and they found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. And after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary, she kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. And the shepherds, they went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. This is the record of that very first Christmas, the first Noel. So I noticed three things in this passage. First of all, that this was a very unlikely announcement. Now, I say that not because it hadn't been foretold. In fact, there were prophecies that were uh, proclaimed by the prophets of God long, long before about a Savior coming to the world, about a Messiah, a Redeemer that was going to come and rescue God's people. 
but it was foretold a long, long time ago. In fact, uh, from the last prophecies about the birth of Christ until Luke chapter 2, when it was recorded and, and, and the birth of Jesus happens, there was a period of about 400 years where the prophets weren't proclaiming anything, and it seemed as if God had gone dark. He was silent. This is why I say this, to me, was a very unlikely announcement, because if I was one of those people living way back then, after 400 years, I would start to wonder, wouldn't you? Is it even true? I I know they've promised that a Savior, a, a Messiah, a Redeemer is going to come, but is He really? And if so, when? It's been so long. And so I think this announcement was unlikely because it would have surprised many. Even many that had their hopes on the Messiah being born would have been been surprised. It was an unlikely announcement, but it was an unlikely announcement that honestly was made to an even more unlikely audience. And so let's look back at the story. An unlikely audience, Luke chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Who's this announcement made to? It says, That night there were shepherds staying nearby in their fields, guarding their flocks of sheep. And then an angel of the Lord appeared among them. And this angel makes this announcement to a very unlikely audience. That's where we get the lyric that begins the first Noel. The first Noel the angels did say or did announce was to who? Was to certain poor shepherds. Now, certain poor shepherds, not, not because there were middle-class shepherds or upper-middle-class shepherds. No, in fact, all shepherds were poor. It was a lowly, meager job. And this is the group of people that the announcement of the birth of the Son of God, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, is made to. A very unlikely audience. I'm thinking if if I'm God and I'm sending my one and only Son to enter into the world, I mean, if if I'm sending the Savior, Redeemer, Messiah, like the King of all the earth, wouldn't you make a bigger announcement? Wouldn't you make a... Make a a grander uh, engagement here? Wouldn't you want the, you know, if if the king was coming into the world, wouldn't you want the kings of that day to know about it? Wouldn't you want to let the kings or at least like the religious leaders of the day know that Jesus was born? Like, I remember when Lainey, our first, was born, and it was December 27th, I mean, it's like we're in the middle of flu season, cold weather. You know, everybody's like, oh, be careful, you know. You know, germ, there's germs out there. I'm telling you what, the first opportunity we got, I was like, get her in the carrier, put her in the buggy, let's go through the mall. I wanted to show her off. I was like, hey, you want to see this? We made this over here. Like, like I, I just, I was so proud. I wanted everybody to know. I wanted people to see her. And yet God, when he sends forth his own son, he doesn't announce it to kings. 
he announces it to these lowly shepherds in the middle of the night, these certain poor shepherds. What we know about shepherds from that day is that they occupied the lowest class in Jewish society. They were, they were at the bottom rung of the ladder, so to speak. Uh, in fact, most, most uh, shepherds of that day were kids because it was such a simple job that anyone could do. And, and shepherds were often judged by the Jewish people because by nature of their jobs, being out with the sheep, keeping watch over them, they, they didn't make it to, to the synagogue for worship on the weekend regularly. And so they were looked down upon. They were judged. They were low class. Not only that, they were the ultimate unskilled laborers. Remember, I said many times shepherds were young kids, teenagers. There was, there was nothing required. I mean, think about it. You're a shepherd. Like, there's your sheep. Watch them. <laughs> like, that's it. There, there wasn't any... Uh, there wasn't any shepherd tech school to go to. There was, no, there was no degree that you got. There was no apprenticeship program necessarily in order to be a shepherd. Yeah, of course, you watched them, you cared for them, you protected them, but it was an unskilled labor kind of job. And so this group of people were looked down upon. Not only that, their testimony, the testimony of a shepherd wasn't even received in court. Like their word didn't mean anything. They couldn't testify. They, 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 were, they were hardly considered a, a person. And this is the peop, group of people, the unlikely audience, that God decides to let know first. What an unlikely audience. And listen, if you were still a shepherd as an adult, remember I said many of them were kids, if you were... Sh- considered a a shepherd still as an adult, it was like a total life fail. You hadn't accomplished hardly anything. And this is the group. This is the unlikely audience, which says something about the heartbeat of God, which says something about this good news, this gospel. Remember what what the angel announced to these shepherds? He said, don't be afraid. I bring you you good news. And he said, good news that will bring great joy to all people. Can you imagine being a shepherd? You're out in the middle of the field just doing your thing. And an angel appears to you? Like that would have like blown them away. Like what's an angel coming for us for? Why is an angel bringing an announcement to us? And so that's why they were terrified. They were fearful. And the angel says, no, no, hey, guys, don't be afraid. I've got good news, and it's for all people, even you low-class, no-class shepherds, which says that there's, there's hope for every single one of us, which says that the good news of Christmas is for everybody no matter where you're at, no matter what you're facing, no matter how you feel, no matter what you have accomplished or have not accomplished. I love the lyric of the, of the carol when it says, it came to these shepherds in fields as they lay, like laying with their sheep in the night, 
on the dirt, in the other stuff that was mixed in with the dirt from the sheep. And it says, in fields where they lay keeping their sheep on a cold winter's night that was so deep. You know, I love the, like, the beauty of Christmas and the decor and the lights and the gatherings. But for many people, Christmas is what it was to those shepherds, a cold winter's night that was dark. For some people, for some people, Christmas is just a reminder of the loneliness that they feel. For some people, Christmas is just a reminder of who, who's not at the Christmas table any longer. For some people, Christmas is a cold, dark winter's night uh, because of the relationship that's been fractured and, or the relationship that you thought you'd have by now. For some, uh, you know, you can kind of put your extended family in a box, just ignore them the rest of the year, but then at Christmas time, you're together again. And maybe for you, Christmas is just a reminder of how dysfunctional things are. I'm sure that those shepherds out in the field, they didn't feel like their, like their life was awesome. It was cold. It was dark. They were lonely. They were low class. And yet this is the unlikely audience that God chooses to make this incredible announcement to first. And look at what happens in the shepherds' hearts. When they get this message, it says, they said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. That There was an interest in their hearts. They wanted to know more. They wanted to see it with their own eyes to know, could it be true? Has the Messiah, the, the Redeemer, really come to earth? And has he brought good news, even good news for you and for me and for everybody? There was an interest. And if you're here this weekend and maybe you're just exploring this good news, maybe you just came to church because you knew Christmas was coming or mom or dad begged you or a coworker keeps asking you, maybe you're just kind of checking it out, you're uncertain of all this stuff. And maybe Christmas is hard or lonely or dark. But what I would say to you is what, 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 what happened in the shepherd's life, just keep coming. Keep exploring. Keep asking questions. It says that they, they hurried to the village. Like if you've got spiritual questions about the validity of the Bible or about this Jesus, just Hurry, hurry and ask your questions. Hurry and talk to somebody that you know has a relationship with God or seems to. But keep exploring. That's what the shepherds did. They left their fields and they went to go find out more. And then it says, and they found Mary and Joseph. And then there was the baby lying in the manger. Think about it. These smelly, simple shepherds were some of the first people to lay eyes on Jesus the Christ. Unbelievable. This was an unlikely announcement to a very unlikely audience, and that it was that very audience that would become some of the most unlikely messengers. 
some messengers of this good news that the angel had first proclaimed now was going to be spread by these simple shepherds. <laughs> look, at, look at the text with me. It says, after seeing him, that is, after seeing Jesus, says the shepherds, they told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. As soon as, as, soon as the, the shepherds see Jesus, their life is changed. Something clicks, and they cannot help but go and start telling everybody else about it. They couldn't keep their mouths shut. And it says that the people that heard this were astonished. They were probably astonished for a number of reasons. They were probably astonished because this was an unlikely announcement. Like, are you serious? Could it be true? After all of these years, these prophecies have become a reality? People were probably astonished. People were probably astonished because this announcement came to shepherds. <laughs> like, really? Those were the first guys that got to hear about this? And, and maybe they were astonished because they thought, I don't know, can we trust a shepherd? Their word doesn't count in court. Like, do we believe them or not? This so sounds too good to be true. And they were astonished because of the birthplace of this king. <laughs> Laying in a manger, wrapped in cloths. This was the savior of the world. And these shepherds became the first messengers of the message of Christmas, the first Noel, which says something to all of us here, that uh, no matter who we are, what our faults might be, that we too can become messengers of this good news. I'm sure some of the people today looked at the shepherds and thought, I don't know, should we trust these guys? I don't know. And yet they were the carriers of the message. Just because the, the messengers might be flawed doesn't mean that the message is flawed. And the same is true today. You don't have to wait until you got it all together to share Jesus with somebody. To point to the real meaning of Christmas. To reach out and to invite them to church. To, to, to just make a move. For God's movement. These, these shepherds, these simple, low-class, smelly shepherds, became the first messengers. A very unlikely crew. And it says that then they went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen. They had become convinced. And they went back, yeah, they went back to shepherding. But they went back differently. They went back praising and glorifying God together. I love the last lyric uh, of, of this beautiful carol, and we're going to sing it in just a moment. It says, then let us all with one accord. It's like the shepherds are inviting everybody into the message. Let us all with one accord, like with united hearts, with united voices, sing praises to our heavenly Lord. And then that beautiful line, 
that hath made heaven and earth of naught. That is, this baby that was born at Christmas time was the creator of the world that made everything that we see, everything that exists, out of nothing, and with his blood, mankind has bought. The, the baby in the manger would grow up to be a man, live a perfect life, and go die on a criminal's cross and shed his blood, not because he was a criminal, but because I am, because we are, because all of us have, have broken God's perfect ways, and all of us are guilty and ought to be sentenced to an eternity apart from God. And yet this, this child, this baby, with his blood, has bought mankind back. And so we sing the song, Noel, Noel, born is the king of Israel. So for you, maybe, maybe a next step today. If, if you've never responded to this unlikely announcement, that's your first step. This, this unlikely announcement that came is for all people, Remember? And it's an announcement that, that demands some sort of response. And if you're here just exploring, or maybe you've been coming to church for a long, long time, but it's never truly clicked, maybe today is the day that you say, Jesus, I want to respond to you. I want to respond to this announcement that was made so long ago. And for those of you that have already responded to that and asked Jesus to be your Savior and Lord, maybe it's time to start sharing that message. Because everybody's qualified to proclaim this good news. Maybe it means reaching out to a friend today or tomorrow, inviting them to Christmas Eve, passing along a little invite or sharing a post on social media. Maybe it means having a conversation over the break room table and just asking somebody, what do, you, what do you think Christmas is really about? And just taking that opportunity. Say, you know what I think? I think it was a real unlikely announcement that was made to some very unlikely people, just like you and me. But it was an announcement of great joy that was for everybody. And this Jesus that was born at Christmas time, he's changing my life. And if you've ever got questions about that, I'd, I'd love to talk with you more, to share the message. And you know, the, 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 those shepherds, they went back to their fields and went back to their job, went back to their every day, but they went back, remember, praising, let us all with one accord sing praises to our heavenly Lord. So I want to invite us to stand. And we want to close our time singing this song together perhaps with new significance and meaning as we proclaim together the first Noel, the first Christmas, the birth of Christ.